Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 128 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with three-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What's going on, everyone? Kali, how's it going? I mean, I am just having great luck this time of the year, this this month or something. Leafs made it to the next round. You know, I got luck on a bunch of things. I just having a good time, you know? It was actually funny. Last week when I was editing the podcast, it was the day after the Leafs advance, and you were talking like, I don't know, guys. Hopefully, next time we'll have a good story to talk about with the Leafs. And I was, I was, I, we had a really good story to talk about with the Leafs. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow they they can turn it around. So it'd be nice to see, but I'm already, I'm already happy. But hopefully, all this good luck doesn't mean I'm gonna have some bad luck soon. So, <laughs> so it's just the three of us. We also have John Heads Ain't Ready joining us today. We're going to be doing a little bit of a roundtable about uh, sneaker events because when this episode comes out, it'll be just under a week before we head to Soul Exchange. So John's going to be with us at Soul Exchange. You've probably heard him on our podcast numerous times, and you may know him from the Sneaker Dads podcast as well. So we brought John on because Richard's in Las Vegas, so rightfully so. He's not on here. <laughs> and Juan is on an airplane. <laughs> thanks for joining us, John. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun. All right, let's start off with our weekly wears and pickups. So, Kev, you can begin. Okay, short and sweet for me, actually. So, started off the week with Air Max 90, the reverse duck camo. I also rocked some dunks. So, what do they call the Iowa dunks, the Iowa highs, or I just call them the Wu Tang dunk highs. So, the, <laughs> the black and yellow pair, rock those Michigan State dunk lows, bust those out. And Trev was talking about the Leafs. So to celebrate the Leafs in the first round, the other day I busted out Air Max One Anniversary Blues with that you know, blue on it just to show some support to the Leafs. And then lastly, I rocked the Supreme Blazer Mids, that denim pair. So not a whole lot of wears. You know, I, I, I rocked those Michigan State Dunk Lows like three days in a row. I just They were just so comfortable. And then uh, had just, you know, threw another bunch of wears there. And then in terms of pickups, I actually had no, I had no pickups. So I've been pretty good recently it's a good week it was really really shitty weather here this week so i my wares are pretty small like they're all front door pairs for me this week because it was just we're recording on wednesday so it's may 3rd basically in the seven days between our recording of our last episode and this episode it has rained every day (laughs) yeah even me i'm not like hiking anywhere i'm usually just driving my kids or running errands i work from home but it's like you go out one minute sunny and you get out of the car at the grocery store and it's like hailing. And it's like, okay, shouldn't have worn these. <laughs> Got to be yeah. careful this time of year where we are. Yeah. With the rain, that that uh, that week of nice weather we had really ruined us for the uh, for the last couple of weeks. Of Soon enough. Here. Soon yeah. enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. Should turn in the next couple of days. Nice. Good week, Kev. Colin, what about you? So, like Kev, I also wore the reverse Air Max duck camos, but unlike Kev, that's the only thing I did wear because the weather's been shit, like they said. I mean, I did wear some Ultra Boost just for like a little bit, a quick in and out of the house, but that's it. And uh, as for pickups, the Travis One Lowe's came in, so I'll be excited to bring those to Soul Exchange. I've already listed them on eBay for a ridiculous price, just in case it goes (laughs) for no reason. 
But hey, I mean, there's really none other ones listed in Canada. So if someone was trying to get it without duties and taxes and stuff, like it's reasonable. So you could buy it at the event, like we said. You could someone could buy it at the event. Oh, the or the online. Like, you never know what the person can't come to to the event because they're in like Prince Edward Island or something or Vancouver or you know they don't want to fly out. So you never know. But anyways, yeah, it will probably be at the event. Nice. And nice uh, hopefully, uh, Juan is on the way home today. So when he gets home, eventually it has time. Maybe he'll be able to ship out my pair of shoes, and then I might have it by next podcast. So we'll see. Yeah, he's got something for me too, so we'll put it together, Kali. All right. Or if he's headed, I mean, I can wait too. If he's headed out here. So hopefully he's headed out here. We'd like to yeah, see him, right? So for sure. Exactly. I think that's the plan. Nice. That's a good pickup, Kali. The, you sent he sent you sent those pictures earlier in the group chat. They look they look like they're really good quality on those travels. I mean, too. okay, quality, it's it's okay quality. It's just the extra details they've put into it, which makes it kind of a nice shoe. The paper and like all the little extras, the laces and the design. But if you're talking about quality, I mean, like it's just, it's okay. It's, but it's not like the leather's not amazing. The suede's not super amazing. It's just, it's, it's decent, but doesn't blow my mind. So what is it about this pair then? I, I feel like people are going crazy over this one more so than the reverse mocha or maybe i'm just not reading that correctly i've like, heard reverse mocha it's like way better leather. The year? oh does it okay yeah that's that's what i've heard and because of the reverse mochas i kind of tumbled whenever this is just plain and so what is it the color blocking on this one or the, i guess the, it's the color it's all like it better and it's yeah. no you know what it is probably it's more rare for a men's size because there was uh, like yeah, true. in canada we only got up to a woman's size 10 uh, in the states, there was very few, up to like twelve or thirteen, or whatever the high. If you look on StockX, there's like none. So those ones are selling for like almost two thousand or something, or they, they fluctuated. Right. But anyways, like no, that makes sense. I forgot hard. it was a women's release. So yeah, so guys that want it, it's, it's harder for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I thought they were like from the picture you sent. They looked like they were pretty good quality. Like I thought they were actually like pretty decent. But I, again, that's just a picture and. We know that pictures don't always do it justice, right? But from the picture, it looked like it was actually a pretty decent quality shoe. But yeah, Travis usually has like a bunch of like cool little design details in the shoe and like things like the paper and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a nice pickup for you, Polly. John, what about you? What have you been rocking in the last week? And then any pickups? Yeah, so today, Rainy, I went with the bread one lows. Those lows, Chicago's, I have the a few of them different ones they're just like a perfect go-to i find myself wearing the lows a lot lot more than the highs i think my highs days might be special events only these days so those were good i risked it and went with the new balance their suede pair 992 low-hanging fruit that concepts pair just been sitting there all winter I love so that. i saw some sun and i busted them out and uh, they survived went with some uh, bread fours the other day i'll admit i have hardly any dead stock sneakers but i have a ton of dead stock hats and as anyone who follows me you guys know i combo the hats i don't care about the matching i mean i like them to match but it's like more just bust out a new hat because i have a lot and i try and match them so those match with the hat and that's early in the week we had a drop was still and uh, some collect toronto collectors we might talk about this but i paired up a pair of solomons with a hat that uh, leslie made a pair of New Balance with a hat that Andy made and my denim, one of my favorite pairs in my collection, my no denim allowed Air Max ones resold, repurposed by Konotsky, one of my favorite, favorite pairs. It matched my own hat. So it was really exciting. Pickups. I have to mention my 85s. It's, it's been a while ago, but those were one through the infamous 
photo what do you want to call it photo extravaganza it on my account <laughs> <laughs> that, that john last week bombardment you guys got me out i was no that was abuse a lack of policy <laughs> 20 hey uh your next contest is gonna have the same rules so and it did yeah. i think so people should pay it attention did. it did yeah, yeah we had did. a limited hey no. why why not make people work and that's what i did for for what is it 10 days 12 days I worked something like that, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I got a pair of black and white eighty-five ones, so have to mention those. I don't pick up a lot these days, but I did grab another story. I won't tell this time with my livestock twenty percent off coupon. A lot of people probably got that one when they all of a sudden decided to like Asics a lot for one hour. We yeah, all wanted yeah. the same pair of Asics. Anyway, if you know, you know. Uh, I bought a pair of Birkenstock Boston's. And I got a pair from Concepts when they had that Birkenstock collab, and I sold it to Kellen because they didn't fit me, and I always wanted to replace them. So I actually got a pair of Burks, and I got my son two pairs of Kikinis because they were like fifty oh, bucks, nice. and he was like Kikinis. I was like, I never had a pair of Kikinis, but they yeah. look they have like a strap that you could put your finger in at the front, and a strap you could put your finger in at the back. And if anyone has kids, it's like or anyone's lazy, <laughs> that's golden. So he yeah. got two pair of those coming. And I got those for him. And last but not least, there was a sale on sneakers and stuff. I was eyeing a pair of New Balance. They're the 992 V2s. They're just the white with the blue accents. And yeah. uh, those are coming. But I got the bill from UPS. And uh, I got slammed. So I was just I don't about know to how, ask. Did you like, send it here? Oh, I, you got I the did. Duty. But it's, I thought ignorant. I don't know how many times I've done this. But it's like a $115 shoe. How much duties could I pay? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 40%. a lot a lot so yeah oh yeah it's it was like 60 le bucks. leather it was good like... that can be produced inside of canada is charged should... anywhere from 35 to 45 percent i should know i have no excuse so there goes the sale but i wanted the pair for a long time and yeah. whatever i think i saved a couple bucks still but i could have got them locally probably you know how it goes everyone well, what is the, what is the workaround for sneakers or the european stores like is there one do you still send do we still send it to us po box i think you do that way yeah I think you do, but funny enough, when you talk about hats, there's a restriction on European hat stores shipping to North America now. It's a kind of a border, free trade, whatever, kind of, this is my region rule. So since I'm such a hack, I have a PO box. I basically have a version of that post office box that stack that we all use in right. Europe. It's forward to me. Mm -hmm. So now I do that with Europe. And it's funny, you know, it's SNS, you can't see... They have like two, they have a European store and they have and a US, US store. Yep. So it wasn't if someone posted it in one of my group chats, someone posted it in the US store. And I was like, damn, they don't have my size. And I clicked the European and I should have sent it to that because I have hats waiting for me. It was just a lazy, dumb, ignorant, like kind of like, oh, I'm not going to get dinged. And of course I got dinged. It could have, it could have been. And it's good. It's like, it's just like the same kind of workaround. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was just curious because they're so like speaker heads. Yeah. Like. All the hat people use it because the store, Topper store, we used to ship to Canada. Oh, and, is that a Euro store? I had no yeah, idea. And they're opening a US one. But yeah, so it just happened. They cut it off. So everyone is using this. So that's how I figured out how to use it. Anyway. Okay. No, I was just out. asking because uh, you're right. Like when you buy something that's a hundred bucks Canadian, you think, oh, okay, well, duties can't be that much, whatever you're saying otherwise. And 
you know, the only time I've ever gotten something from sneakers and stuff was I actually won the Sean Witherspoon um, 97 ones on the sneakers and stuff raffle. And, you know, back then, you know, I, I didn't know anything about reshipping or anything like that. And I think the duties for that pair for me was seven. I want to say se- between 70 and $80. I want to say like $75, yeah. which, you know, seems about normal for that. shoe was what? 240 plus tax Canadian or something. I don't know, yeah. but uh, for hundred, so. yeah, for like $115, you would expect it to be half of that, right? Yeah, it's just Essentially like that should be the math, but no, that wasn't the case. <laughs> and you know what? I've paid duties from those stores, European stores willingly, probably like a dozen times and like ignorant forgetting like another dozen times. So I yeah. have no excuse, but it is what it is. Yeah. I picked them up. They're on their way tomorrow. Nice. Dope. Good week. Yeah. Good week, John. In terms of myself, as I said earlier in the episode, the weather has been crap here. So <laughs> wares were pretty limited. Air Max 90 infrareds, front door pair, Air Jordan 3, infrared 23 threes, front door pair, <laughs> Air Jordan 4 Oreos, front door pair, slash rain shoe. Slash rain shoe. Yeah, so that that did get some burn this week. The two pairs that I did bring out, all leather pairs, Air Jordan 12 Taxi. Yeah, I saw your grocery store flex picture with that one. Yeah, I forget how much I like that shoe. Rich was talking about it last week, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring this out. And I wore my Air Jordan 3 Black Cements. Again, just another good shoe for the rain. And I do have a pickup. Okay, so I know Juan talked about these last week, but... Oh, the Wash Pinks. Yes, I got the wash pinks for my girl. She, um, I happened to be with her on Saturday. I'm like, do you want these? She's like, ah, I actually really like those. These are, she's like, these are one of my favorite shoes that you ever showed me. So I was like, all right, cool. Add to <laughs> cart. <you> <laughs> Very nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, like really decent quality. They, um, what's that pair that they released in like 2017? It's like this, but with, uh, with blue, like oh, a light the, blue. Can't yeah, you talk about that. It was like the, no, no, I was just going to say hyper royal, but no, it was, uh, it was almost like a teal blue, right? Yeah. And it had like words on it. What's that one called again? Had like little Oh, text, yeah. Right? Was that blue? Yeah. It was called like, oh, man. I, know. I had that pair too. Yeah. I can't think of what it's called. Because the like, other one was the gray. It was a gray, right? There was a gray one. Yeah. And then there was a blue, like, I, I want to say blue because I think the, the name of it had blue in it. Yeah. I'm... Somebody Google it and find it. I'm really I'm trying, good. Yeah, but they're, I keep wanting. I keep wanting to say hyper royal, but that's not it. Yeah, those out. are the all blues with the black, right? Those look better in hand than they do in photos for a change. Usually, the photos look all kith filtered, but and and we're on Zoom, like this is not even like that. Like yeah. in hand, it's not in hand. I I like the looks of those. Yeah, like I I just opened them up before we jumped on here, actually, and like they're really good. Like I I I like the uh, the H midsole on it. I don't have huh. a Mother's Day pair set aside yet. I usually do. Maybe I'll have to do that. Yeah, Are they like, sold out? Are they they're sold called out? they're called Turbo Greens. Turbo Greens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turbo Green. That's what it, it's called. It reminds me a lot of that because that that shoe, if if anyone remembers, floated around at Foot Locker when they released. For some yeah. reason, they got popular a couple of years after. But anyways, but it reminds me kind of of that, like with the uh, but the suede's really good on this. Nice mm-hmm. leather. So. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very impressed with this shoe. Actually, like you know, we, we shit on ones a lot. Like that they they're you know they're coming out with so many colors. You know what does Rich refer to it as beating a dead horse? Like you know, but they some of these pairs are pretty good. Like yeah, like it's not a it's not an original colorway and all that kind of stuff. But like you know, when you throw enough shit at a wall, sometimes some of it sticks. You know, like yeah, 
No, I agree with you. And I, I think you're you're right. I think that's what it is. They've just saturated the market with ones, but there are good ones in there. It's just yeah. they don't need so many, I think, right? Yeah. Like, you know, everything's got a story now, like that sunset one or whatever, that one that yeah. just released recently or whatever, sunrise yeah. or sunset or whatever it's sunset. called. Sunset, yeah, yeah. Or something. But like it almost feels like, oh, they're looking around the room of of stuff and they're like, oh, look at that box, you know, resembles a sunset. Let's do a sneaker in that color. You know, just almost like whatever, whatever they have that uh, resembles anything from previous either, you know, colorways or packaging or whatever, they kind of throw that into a story and make it into a colorway. And candidly, yeah. that's probably our fault because we're the ones that are always like, we want stories with the shoe. This, yeah. <laughs> this is just a colorway. This means nothing. And then they give us these stories and we're like, this is a bullshit story. Like, oh, they made this poster. The story's one. not good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's just us, right? Not everyone wants a story. Like my nephew no, doesn't yeah. want a story. I sent him those green ones. This I don't know if they're called Celtics, the one that just came out. I sent him the link and I said his my brother-in-law and the mom because he's actually showed some interest in reselling. Like he's flipped a couple of pairs so i just sent it to them i didn't have any commentary and he's like they won't let me <laughs> i didn't know what that meant if it like for him or i won't let yeah. me flip it but the point is like he wants that and like i don't even need that colorway but you know there's that they come up with those that were those were great i think that was a good pair like i think that's a good pair and the one you're holding trev that's a good pair like so you know like maybe they don't all sell out but people are people want these people are buying yeah. them and but let me pose it this us. way because we've got john who's like a big hat guy and like you said you've got so many different hats so many different colorways like maybe is jordan brand or sneaker brands in general in tuned to the hat world too that they're kind of making colorways that maybe people like us that don't realize uh you know stuff about hats you know, they match maybe some of the colorways for the hats. Or is that coincidence? That's interesting. I, I don't know if I've ever... Huh. I don't think the hats are that iconic. Even the most iconic hat club hat that came mm -hmm. out. You could probably make a sneaker. The most iconic ones, maybe people... But the people definitely like hat collectors definitely into it. And yeah. they're definitely hooking... They're they're definitely combined, like comboing it. And they're all over that. Whether mm -hmm. Nike's or Jordan brand or other brands are doing that there's recognition i mean there's stores sneaker stores that sell hats and like that that is that we're at that level but i'm not sure it's an interesting idea but the point is if it's your jacket or your hat i mean it's always been hats forever mm -hmm. like that yes. was the first thing that people like tied to their sneakers i feel like but some people just do it with their jacket or their pants i mean right I yeah mean, yeah whatever you're into but the yeah. jordan ones are still flying yeah, I mean, not as flying. once they were, but I mean, maybe they actually are selling as fast as they were. There's just more. <laughs> they're actually yeah. still, you know what I mean? Like they're just putting more, like never slowing down. And then like, well, I mean, like, I think the big thing with that too is, you know, like there is such thing as too much of something, but also at the same time, like sometimes those pairs that are not like something that we would look at and be like, oh, that's just, you know, they just threw a random color on something is actually the pair that gets people started in the sneakers, right? You know, they weren't into sneakers. They wanted Jordans, right? And, you know, that was the first pair of Jordans that was sitting on the wall at a Foot Locker or a Champs or, you know, a JD Sports or at Dick's or wherever it was, like, you know, whatever your local sneaker shop was, right? Like, that was the pair that was sitting there. So, you know, mm -hmm. that was the pair that got you into it. It was something that no one likes, no one wants, but that's the pair that you were able to get at the time, whether it was on sale, whether it was sitting, whatever the case was. And that was the pair that, that got you into sneakers. It's not always a 
Black Cement 3, uh, Bread 4, you know, Chicago 1 sort of thing, right? Sometimes it's a yeah. a washed pink Air Jordan 1. It's, you know, like I'm just going through some random stuff that I have, like Bobcat 12 is an example, right? Like yeah. random stuff like that maybe, right? But it's kind of like what John was saying too. Like his nephew doesn't necessarily know the stories or care yep. too much maybe about OG colorways. He likes what he likes oh, because it looks good, right? Maybe, yep. you know, that's it too. So My yeah, son no. doesn't care. My nephew doesn't care. And he's like prime time. He's 13, my, my nephew. He's like really into it. Like yeah, he wants to come to Soul Exchange. He wants to come to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pickup. So yeah, she, uh, shout out to courtside sneakers. I was able to, uh, I was happy when she said she wanted them. Cause I, I kept seeing the Instagram stuff come up and I was like, did you want these? I can't remember if you said you wanted these. She's like, yeah, like this is one of the few pairs that like you've shown me that I'm like, yeah, I really like that actually. That's cool. So I, luckily the homie Nathan at courtside sneakers still had sizes. So I scooped that up real quickly. Nope. That sneaker collection for your girlfriend just ever growing. She keeps telling me now she's like, if you give me a pair, you need to take a pair away from me. I don't have. Oh, it's already at that stage. Wow. It's. it's I think it's she's like, at like ten or something like that, but she doesn't have like a space to have that many pairs sure. of shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like, like you have to take something away from me. So I keep just you know <laughs> quietly ducking the question and just you know leaving without taking anything. Trevor, yeah. one day that will be take a pair away from you. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> Just had to say it. <laughs> yeah. Just so I could tell you, I told you so. <laughs> well, yeah, I, am, I am trying to slim down my collection a little bit. I am planning to move out this year, so I. Uh, Aren't I, we I all? I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> take what I have with me. I don't want to take it all with me. So I'm trying to just let some of it go before we get to that point. You just have to get a place with as big enough that as a sneaker room. Well, I'll have a sneaker room. It's a lot to move those pairs out. Moving a hundred pairs—that's it's a lot. To I'm here moving will give you. Trev, give Trev you... I brought two <laughs> yeah. full suitcases of sneakers to China. <laughs> that's not a hundred yeah. pairs. <laughs> yeah, but that's to China. You have a U-Haul. I see. Gotta watch. You can't let them out of your sight. It's it's a it, it'll. I I always say this when everyone moves. It's like it'll give you real perspective on your sneakers and yep. life and like possessions and then <laughs> yeah. you'll move them and then you'll set them up and you'll be happy and you'll forget yeah. about it all. it'll be good it's all good but, but yeah you'll have that moment of clarity in, yeah when you're when you're moving for like that one three hour stint and you have to take like your you have to get like a separate u-haul because like you know your, your girlfriend <laughs> yeah. or wife is like screw that like you're not involved and like i'm not paying for this <laughs> you have to like go drive it by yourself one night like that's my experience and it's good it's like a it's very or you get your buddies you get it that's that's probably my buddy has a truck so i'll probably just get him to haul it all at that'll once. work too that all that should be good yeah someone has to watch the truck yeah exactly or i'll just be in the truck that'll work too yep all right nope good week trev good pickup yeah. too yeah all right, so we're going to do a little bit of a round table here. As we said, we have Soul Exchange coming out. So when this comes out, it'll be, I believe it's six days or five days. Five days, I believe it is, right? One, two, three. Yeah, this comes out on May 8th. So And Soul Exchange is on May 13th. Yep. So it'll be, yeah, yeah About five days. Yeah, five days after we'll uh, we'll be at Soul Exchange. So we kind of want to talk about more of a roundtable discussion, talk about our experiences, shows in the city, and um, like kind of have some stories and chat about shows. We're excited to see everyone, so we want to kind of get everyone excited for the show. So I know Colin had a bunch of things he wanted to talk about. Yeah, you want me to start off? 
Yeah, yeah I, know, go, go I, ahead. I know you have a bunch, so why don't you start? Uh, the first thing is let's discuss the feeling between the difference, the, the local shows and the difference of the like the feeling and the mood of the sneaker conventions, like sneaker con. Like the bigger um, ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the bigger ones. So uh, my straight out of uh, opinion, um, I feel like the local shows, you have people that are more hungry for the deal and, you know, actually have hope in buying a different selection of sneakers. Whereas sneaker con, it's more about the latest or the, the newest sneaker or the most expensive sneaker and more of the corporate side of it. So, I mean, it, they both have their place, but the one feels more commercial and corporate and more like going to the circus or a big, like, you know, like the sportsman show where the other ones feel more like a community event where, People are, uh, you know, seeing people they know locally and, you know, maybe getting a deal or seeing a shoe they haven't seen for a long time that someone has in their collection. Yeah, you're right, because the uh, the bigger ones tend to be like on a much bigger scale. And you also get people who come who travel with those shows. Right. Right. Exactly. So if you think about SneakerCon as an example, right, like there's people that will travel with SneakerCon. Right. So I know this is a where we're reaching a little bit here. Right. But Urban Necessities, 2J's Kicks is an example. Right. He'll travel with SneakerCon. Like I know in 2019, when we had SneakerCon, he was up here. Right. I know this is a big example. Right. There's there's much smaller examples. But here's one that everyone would probably know about. Right. He travels with SneakerCon. Right. When you get a more local show and something that's a little bit smaller, you're probably not going to get someone of that level to come to the show. Not that it can't happen, right? I know Shoal Exchange has had Jumpman Bostick, I believe it was, came out to one of his shows. I can't remember which yeah, one. Toronto and Montreal. But like, you know. Toronto for sure, yeah. Toronto for sure. Yeah, I think he did. The, uh, what it, the convention center. Yeah. Metropolitan. Yeah, Metro Toronto Convention Center. Yeah. 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 But they, they'll have people that travel with it, and they'll even have people that will come from across the states, right? So, well, you're, are you talking about special guests? Or are you talking about like sellers? Because sellers, both. Okay, Sell, yeah, sellers. Both, is, so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of both. But I was more trying to go with sell. I know Two J's yeah. Kicks is kind of a big example, right? But you'll have sellers that are are people that you wouldn't necessarily see in the city, which can be a good and bad thing, right? Like some people that, you know, maybe you haven't seen have some stuff that maybe isn't floating around the city, but you get more people that you know there. Um, some of these guys are people that you've maybe been buying from before or that you know from lineups or anything like that. So there's something cool about those smaller shows because even though they are smaller, like usually in size, they feel a little bit more intimate and it feels feels like it connects with the community a little bit more. Yeah, I think you get guys selling their own stuff sometimes too. Not a lot, but... There's a lot of resellers and things like that at the smaller events, obviously. But it's kind of like faces you know more, like guys who've been there, you know, five years ago, three years ago. Uh, but they're also there at SneakerCon. It's not that they're not. I mean, they're also, but like you said, there's definitely like a good contingent. At least there was. Um, I think maybe the first one back post-pandemic was a little different. But I think previous ones and, and going forward, there's a lot of just touring reselling shops that tour with NeakerCon, they're just there. I mean, I'm sure other smaller conventions would like that <laughs> to have people there at every event. They just don't have as many as many events. So it's a different no. feel, but I think everyone's still gonna be like, look what I can get on your favorite app. Like I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> no, that yeah, that never changes. I think that's like the the go-to icebreaker negotiation tactic now like i see you have this pair at this price but look how much is selling for on stock x and like you know now 
buyers and sellers have their spiels. Oh yeah, okay, you see it on there for that price, but how much does it cost for you to ship it here? How much does it cost in the duties and blah blah blah? Like, and then the seller and the sellers will be like, oh yeah, well how much if you wanted to buy this right now, how much is going to cost you? Whatever, and you know, and goes vice versa. But uh, no, like what John was saying, I think with the smaller ones with the whole, you know, guy selling their collection. I think that's what is the main difference for me is that with the smaller ones, you have more, coll- I feel like you have more collectors that come out. Whereas at SneakerCon, it's a lot more people buying, like Colin said, was the latest stuff. Whereas you can find more gems at a, a local event because it has more of a, like a, I don't want to say swap me feel, but like, you know, you find things that you don't normally see because people aren't focused on that so much at SneakerCon. So it's almost not the right audience to bring out like these harder to find uh, older gems, you know, that are not, you know, quote unquote hype or whatever. Right. You know, it's just stuff that maybe other local collectors are looking for. You might even see more displays, right? Like you don't really see displays and things like that at SneakerCon. I find with the local ones, people are more likely to bring out a display because they don't have to, you know, travel to this big event where there's huge ruckus and people are just more focused on buying stuff. Whereas you can go and connect with people that are maybe in your community and you can just have a small display and things like that. So, you know, we've seen that with a few events, uh, specifically like Just Kicking It To Yo, where they've had display events. I know we had an event too, where we had like a, a display competition. We gave a prize away to the best table display. You know, we wanted to try to promote things like that. And I think, you know, these smaller events, you know, they kind of have an audience for that. They definitely make room and make part of make that part of it. And I think that's important sometimes too, right? Because I mean, you know, like, you know, SneakerCon's great. It's great that it comes here. We love that it comes here. You know, we've had Will on our podcast, who's uh, the guy on the MC most of the time at SneakerCon, but he's part of the team there. But a lot of times what you see on the tables is, you know, Panda Dunks, Easy's, you know, whatever's popular, right? That's a lot of what you see on the tables. And sometimes it's harder to find those tables that uh, that, are, that have gems or things that you would typically want to see when you go out to a sneaker show, right? I tend to agree. Like um, the person I'm thinking of is flipping laces, uh, Christian. I can't, re- I'm pretty sure it was a soul exchange show. I can't remember which one, but he had an amazing display and it was like all sorts of nineties basketball shoes. That's Jordans. That's VC shocks. That's pennies. It's, you know, Anything you could think of. And to go along with it, he had uh, memorabilia as well, too. And that was, you know, basketball cards. That was, you know, I think he had some like Raptors shorts on there. Jerseys, too. Jerseys, like all sorts of stuff that went along. And I know Canada Got Soul has done that at at a couple events as well, right? So all that kind of stuff is cool to see, right? Because, I mean, there is like, it's it's cool to go to these events and see some of these shoes that you wouldn't see every day, right? Yeah. And I, I think that event, I don't know if they were everyone had, but they had a focus on display at one of the soul exchanges. I remember Sean Collard, who's going to be at Soul Exchange, had a, had some stuff. Canada got soul, Hardy Girl had yes. a table and though and there was like a good area of it. And you guys are probably had one too. I don't know if I knew you guys that, but that was cool. But we do have to shout out Jaron because he had the craziest dis- one of the craziest displays at SneakerCon. Oh yeah. Now, and he was selling he wasn't selling sneakers, he was selling like his gear. But like so there there are exceptions. And I think the bigger events do get a bad rap for just having the panda dunks because you could find stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. maybe it's local sellers, maybe more, maybe it's not, because the guys traveling also have their own stuff that they've pulled out of their collection. They're all collectors, right? I mean, they all have mm-hmm. hundreds of pairs probably sitting at home. So if they have a pair of 
you know, he got games that have been sitting in the closet. They're going to put it on their table if they have space in the truck or however they get around. So I, I, I feel like, you know, the big events do get a bad rap and the resellers get a bad rap for seeing all the same stuff. But I mean, it's the market, right? How many kids are going to sneaker con and looking for a pair of Panda Dunks? Like, it's easier than finding it in the mall or on eBay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're just feeding the market. I, I, I don't get that as much. It is what it is, sort of, but... You know, I don't mind it. I, I think it, it's just, you know, blame the market. Don't blame them. Anyway, that's another discussion maybe for another. <laughs> you know, it's it's 100% right because, you know, that is what people want, right? And I'm sure we'll see that next weekend or in this upcoming weekend too, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's a good point that, you know, like, especially at a bigger event like that, you're going to have a bigger audience and the bigger audience, that's probably what the bigger audience is going to want to see, right? Yeah, you'd be foolish if you know that you could sell five pairs of pandas. If you have a huge inventory, you have to choose 20% of it to put in the truck to come to Toronto from Cleveland, not to throw some pandas and some Yeezys if, or whatever selling yep. in the truck along with your Jordan 13s that probably wouldn't sell as quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But I no, better to look sure. at yeah. right. You yeah. everyone wants to see the the DBs, but it's they're a lot harder to sell, right? It's the, the whole lower margins faster turnover argument right of course yeah you only you can only carry so much right so the other thing too is that the cost difference between a sneaker con table and a local sneaker event table is a lot i don't know if anyone's ever bought a vendor table at sneaker con but they can be like 500 bucks per table per day so if you're like just person that's just starting out you might not want to be at that show for you know setting up as a vendor you might you know you might be better off at the trading pit or you might be better off you know holding your sneakers or the ones that you can bring whereas a lot of these other bigger stores or bigger reseller guys or whatever they can afford that maybe that uh, is cost of doing business whatever the case is they have so many more sneakers that they can unload to and you know they've been doing it for a while so you know that's just kind of my son I hired my son to sell my But how much how much is he charging you to he charged me twenty percent. So he sold a pair of Jordans. Yeah. He sold a pair of OGs. They were kids OGs. They were like size five. Then he sold them for four hundred. I, I don't think I gave him the full twenty percent. I think you I shortchanged him. Give I gave him money. like a fifty or something, but <laughs> he made some good money and he walked around all day with that. Yeah. He worked. I, I didn't ask anyone. I just was there for the transaction. Once he found a buyer, I stepped in. But I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to walk around with sneakers on. Yeah, my yeah, head. yeah. Like, he's yeah. like that hustler. He's not there yet, but, you know. No, it's part I of the grind, for sure. So, but yeah, yeah. You see stuff like that more so at sneaker con events, too. Like, people, like, you'll still see it at the local events. But I feel like at sneaker con is where I saw people, like, everyone's carrying something. Like, the, now they've got... You know, people are bringing around like little pull carts and things like wagons and things like that. They've got different kinds of bags that they can strap around their shoulder, but also display the sneakers. Like these kids have gotten really creative with how they're displaying their kicks if they don't have a table. I know this one colleagues asked about, but it has a different feel too. The setup is different. It's usually sneaker cons are all usually in a really big venue. Yes. And there's a lot of empty space. Other events are usually smaller if they're indoor, like just kicking it was inside it wasn't packed and neither soul exchange but it can get packed like i mean so can so can sneaker con but it can get kind of like and that's good right that's mm-hmm. that's a good feeling like everyone wants to feel like this is a hot event and like you're bumping into people it's like oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's great. You haven't seen people like, especially after COVID. I haven't seen some of these people for like three years, and I'm gonna bump into them at Soul Exchange. I just know, like, of course. John, what uh, is there anything, uh, any topics that you want to discuss in terms of sneaker events? Yeah. So I remember, and this kind of blew my mind. We were talking about Soul Exchange and sneaker con. I remember when I went to the last sneaker con, I guess it was last summer, and she might have been two sneaker. Anyway, I went with NetMag. We just came in together, and he was wearing Hayes Dunk Lows, which I guess aren't that crazy for him, but they're pretty crazy. And he was just, I, I, I was impressed. He got my attention. He wore the Paris's to it. I don't he know. He wore the Paris's, yeah. Did he? Was that the last most year? recent one? That was the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. So that was going to bring up both of them. Because I got confused which one was which. So we were the Hayes Dunks. And then he follows them up with the Parises. And it made me think, like, okay, Matt Tong has these pairs. He <laughs> has to wear them for something. Yeah. And we all feel like that. So I'm, like, wondering, is that the time to break out a pair? Like, if you're the type. And I'm the type to have pairs that I rarely break out. But it's kind of like, what am I going to break them up to go play catch with my kid? I don't do that much. There's sneaker events. You know, there's meetups and stuff like that. Like, I, gotta, I don't own Air Mags, but if I showed up at the Raptors game that we watched in <laughs> Mags. Air Mags, you guys yeah. would think I'm a lunatic. And, like, <laughs> no one was wearing anything that crazy. You're wearing Air Maxes. It happened to be Air Max month. But it's like at, so, at, so at Sneaker Con or Soul Exchange, like, what are you supposed to are you supposed to flex? Are you supposed to be comfortable if you're on your feet all day? I mean, there's no right answer, but maybe you guys would tell me if you thought about what you're wearing. I mean, some people switch them up. Some people bring multiple pairs and they have it all planned. Some and people they want to be Yeah, some people, I'm sure the sellers, yeah, if you're standing behind a table all day, I mean, I don't know if you want to walk around in Crocs. I, I would clown you, Trev, but... <laughs> me no, and Rich. That's Rich. That's me rich. and Rich. Both no, but you guys rich. aren't going to wear them. you got too many pairs that you got. it. That's the point. That's what I was asking. Like, Yeah, but with got... the age, they're losing their taste. They're becoming senile. <laughs> so am I. Aren't we all? But, like, do you wear something low-key and just kind of, like, low-key flex? Like, Faraz would wear, like, a concept, like a Hyanna, or like, something like that. Like, a like an old collab that, like, if you know, you know right yeah yeah or do you wear like off-white chicago ones <laughs> no you're right i mean there's no right or wrong answer here because it's all based on everyone's preference some people will go with comfort some people will go with flex some people will go with if you know you know type of thing but i think a sneaker what's beautiful about a sneaker event is you can showcase you know your personality through the sneakers that you're wearing and you're at a place where people would appreciate it so even That's if you do pressure that's pressure, yeah. though. It is pressure really... for sure. But <laughs> I mean, in the in be. the end, I think it shouldn't matter to no. anybody else what you wear. But you should feel comfortable. So comfort is one thing. Like as attendee or a vendor, you're on your feet all day. So you know you would hope that it's something comfortable. But at the same time, you want to wear something that, like you said, maybe you wouldn't get a chance to wear any other occasion where people wouldn't necessarily understand or appreciate as much as a sneaker event. So like Tong, I don't know if he wears those Paris dunks like on a on a regular day-to-day basis. But if you go but if you go to a sneaker con, you have all these like, you know, social media accounts buzzing like, look, this guy wore Paris dunks to, you know, on foot. Like that never happens. Like if there's more if he drove home in them. That's the real question. Walking around is fine. Driving in them, that's the real risk. 
So, like, for me personally, like, I know the last sneaker con, uh, one of the pairs that I rocked was the Cause 4s, which is, you know, a pair that I worked hard to obtain. Uh, it's, it's a pair that's special to me. It's obviously has a very big price tag now. So, you know, like you, John, there's not a lot of pairs, if any, in my collection that are dead stock. And, you know, it's what better time to wear them than a sneaker event where, you know, it's something that I'm proud of, something that I know other people would appreciate if they saw it. But, you know, if I'm just going, you know, grocery shopping or if I'm just, you know, going to the Walmart or something like that, like nobody would really care. Not that it matters or not that I want, you know, people to be like, oh, like stopping me at the Walmart. You I've know, seen you at... in the grocery store on those, at least. I... <laughs> like, grocery yeah, maybe. Store but do maybe. you wear those a lot? Do you wear those a um, lot? I probably, well, when I first got them, I probably wore them. Like I wore them at your photo shoot, but I, I did tend to save them for special occasions like i wore them for my birthday i wore them on father's day things like that so maybe any more than five times or a handful of times i would say no but that's maybe mainly because i also want to baby them too like i don't want yeah just I like you know, wreck them too. you know what i mean so that is also another reason but again i wore them at sneaker con i was walking around a lot i was on my feet all day i didn't do the mid show switch up so i mean they got a little bit dinged up here and there but nothing like you know i wasn't wearing them in the mud or hiking or in the rain but yes i think that is a perfect occasion to bring out those special pairs that you have if you're going to make your pinky toe bleed, it's sneaker cons worth it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, or yeah. like what else? Like your wedding. <laughs> like I always like thinking like concerts. It's like, no way am I wearing nice something yeah. nice at a, at a festival. Even if I have a yeah. seat. No, no. Even if I have a seat just to flex, it's like, no, I got to be comfortable. Sneaker con, maybe you could sit down or walk around. Like most people don't go all day unless they have a chair, yeah. but you guys are on your feet all day. I think I'll be on my feet all day, but yeah. So yeah. you haven't thought about it. Maybe we'll go around, but you haven't thought about it yet. So I sent you a picture, John, actually. So Rich and I both brought Crocs both days oh. and we swapped out of like we swapped. I thought we, that was a joke. No. Th- no, it wasn't real. a joke, John. There's... I'm so upset. <laughs> I, I never I, saw this photo. I, I know we posted Did you post it. this on social media? Uh maybe, I feel like maybe I, I blocked you guys leave. after I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, and the funny thing is, is I'd never done that before. So we'll talk about sneaker con first. So I wore Air Max 90 Mars Landings and I wore foam posits. I believe I wore my fighter jet foam posits, I think, for the first day. I think that was right. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that, that. Personally, I find foam super, super comfortable, but I had the same issue where I'm thinking, okay, I got to be on my feet all day. I need to wear something that's going to be relatively comfortable. So that takes out a lot of Jordans because they're not super comfortable to stand in. I've done the whole retail thing. I've got a pretty good gauge on what's comfortable to stand in for hours. So that is kind of part of the decision. And especially when it's a two-day event. If it's a one-day event, I'll, again, like you said, I'll let my feet bleed. It's fine. Like, it's all good, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> but if you got to be on your feet for two days, like, you want to make sure you're in something relatively comfortable. So that was the reason for the Croc switch out. And I must say that was amazing because those Mars landings are a little tight. And at the end of the day, when I took them off, my feet were very happy. <laughs> I, I was able to but slip you, into Crocs. I see this picture. You guys are making a statement in itself by wearing the Crocs. Would you admit? Like Probably. it was kind of like a, like a croc flex almost. Like yeah. it's like we yeah. don't care. We want to be comfortable. Yeah, and we like our crocs. Yeah, but I see. You know what? I see that a lot though, and not just like the regular yeah. crocs, but Salehi Bembry. Those crocs totally. are all over the place. That's yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe slide I'll wear my Bur- 
maybe I'll wear my Burke bosses. I don't know if they're comfortable. But... Excuses are excuses. <laughs> Carl, you don't care. You don't seem to care about. No, what I think. I think people should have more respect than wearing Birkins with socks or Crocs. Okay. <laughs> No, you, you should have respect in yourself. You you have so many sneakers. But what does it matter if beautiful... it's sneaker con or soul exchange? Does it matter? Unless you're uh, at a trailer, like uh, no. So you put more thought into it. You care more, or not so much. I mean, if you're 13 years old and that's what you got, then sure. But if you're an adult and you have a few pairs of sneakers, no. Or something nice. Wear the sneakers. <laughs> yeah. When else are you going to wear them, right? So when I pick shoes to go to conventions, typically my first thought is I don't want to be wearing the same shoes that anyone else is wearing. That's yes. a good point, too. That yeah. is so, something I feel the same. So you don't as, wear them at all. You wear Crocs. Like the, no one's going yeah, to <laughs> no be wearing those. Except Rich. Yeah, um, except uh, like a little seven-year-old that gets brought there by their father, and now you have the same footwear as a seven-year-old. You might as well get shoes with lights in them, like you know. Well, I mean, whole, the whole like, I mean, if I go through back through my wares, like so, uh, like I said, fighter jet foams, Mars Landing nineties. Don't think anyone's going to be wearing those, or the the likelihood of someone wearing those pairs is unlikely, right? I don't have Panda Dunks, but as an example, you're probably going to see a bunch of Panda Dunks there, right? I want to wear something different. The previous sneaker con that was here in 2019, I believe I wore my, oh, it was part of the Cal, the, uh, oh, sorry, the, um, was it Calvin Bailey? No, um, it, it was part oh, of the, the nine, Kil- the, the Kilroy, nine. Johnny Kilroy pack. Yeah, it was part oh, of the yeah. Kilroy pack, the all red one. I can't remember what they were called. They're called Motorboat Jones or something. That's Is one. that it? Yeah. Motorboat Jones nines, the all red ones. That was what I wore. So, like, again, that was a pair that I don't, I have, I don't wear very often, but I'm like, no one's going to be wearing these. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, Trev. I also generally tried to stand out from the crowd, and they could be GRs too. Like, a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? Here's a good example. The concept pack would have been relatively not recent, but it would have come out within six months of SneakerCon being here last as an example, right? And if yeah. you hear us talking about SneakerCon, it's because that was the last show that was here. So that's like that's where we're going to be getting references from, right? I didn't want to wear my concepts at SneakerCon because it was too recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, you knew a lot of people would have them. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that one that you have specifically with the tiger camo on it, that was the only one that also released outside of concept so all the boutiques had them so they were available readily in toronto or wherever city that you're from so a lot of people are going to have them but yeah i I remember one year i rocked one of my air max one ids you know essentially that's a one of one i know no one's going to have it right and i'm comfortable so it was like one of those things it doesn't have to necessarily be like a super hype pair or like an a crazy ticket pair, like a Paris Dunk, or even like my Cause Fours, or whatever the case is. You're right. I think the main thing is you want to be unique. You want to stand out. You want to have something that's, you know, it speaks to your personality, but also is different from what everybody else is rocking. I think what I want, and I think what you guys are talking about, I think what a lot of people want is that these events is to have something that someone maybe will ask you about yes. to start a conversation piece. I, I'm looking at the pair. I couldn't remember what I was wearing. And I remember I took a, a picture and it might've been, Trev, you talked about the last event. I think the last two events were sneaker cons, one almost during COVID or, or I forget. And then one definitely last summer when things were quieting down or one before. Uh, I don't think there was any other major events since 
I, I may be wrong. There may have been smaller ones, but I don't think there was anything significant. I wore my Code JP denim dunks. Mm. I, I forget the pack, but the older pair, the fraying ones. Yep. And I I remember why I picked them now. I remember because I just, I love the pair and it's unique. It's different. And probably no one asked me about them. I don't remember if anyone did, but it was kind of like that kind of pair that I like. I could talk about it. And, you know, I, it wasn't that conscious. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, what am I going to wear? Grab them. But it, I, I did put more thought into it than a usual day. And I think everyone does. And it's the same thing when we met up. I referred to this earlier about on Air Max Day or whenever that was. Was it actually on Air Max Day? Yeah, just yeah. the most okay, recent. The most recent I, I, one, yeah. I forget. I forgot a month ago. I can't even remember if it was around or on <laughs> Air Max Day. I guess I had too many drinks that night. But you know, it's the same kind of. It's a different situation. You're going to see your friends, maybe in a more intimate setting. But like, you want something that, like, kind of like you know, someone else is not going to wear, or that means a lot to you. Like everyone knew someone was going to wear the Atmos, but someone yep. or two guys did because they love them and it's their favorite pair, and, mm-hmm. and, and they talked about it anyway, even though probably no one asked them. And what's funny <laughs> is Kevin and I had this exact conversation before we went, and we did. Yeah, when the conversation was, I wanted to wear my Shans, but I'm like there's no way someone won't wear them. Like someone yeah. in our group is going to wear them. Like, you know, there's 20 of us. We're all pretty heavy into air max. Like I would assume most of that group has them. I, yeah, I didn't staff, think. Bro. Yeah. Like I didn't think there was a chance that no one was going to wear them. Right. So. And even if somebody didn't wear it in our circle, it was air max day. So in the wild, I feel like you would have seen them too, which is, you know, funny part is if someone else showed up you guys would be so happy it would kind of be like a bonding thing it would kind of be like look at us we got to think yeah yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. the opposite of the whole intent but no one ended up wearing them right no no one yeah. did next well, year and that and that was my and my choice ended up being the skepta 97s because i was like oh that's such a unique pair no one would have them yeah 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 what else are you gonna wear like you have another air maxes you wear all the time right so yeah all right that didn't help me decide but <laughs> well, well, I mean, do you I have think... any ideas? No, yeah. What are you gonna wear? Something comfy? I haven't really thought about what I'm gonna wear yet, but yeah, comfy is probably. You know, this might be a good chance to bring up my Atmos or my Sean's. Actually, like this would probably be a good chance to bring them out. I think the weather's supposed to be okay, so this might be, this might be a good show to wear those this time. Yeah, you guys have like pairs that you're not to switch the subject so quickly, but do you guys have pairs that you've been trying like? to sitting on like that are like at every event or do you like you know what i mean like how do you guys decide you have six of you maybe or like what comes out to you sell? mean like in terms of wearing oh selling so. stuff selling stuff yeah no it varies it's just like it, it fluctuates what yeah, you feel it, like getting rid of that week? exactly it's always exactly selling. and i think you probably discussed this too on your podcast with someone just about you know Going through your pairs and then, you know, some of the stuff that you may have fallen out of love with, you know, that now becomes a pair that you'll bring to a sneaker show. And, you know, if yeah. it sells, it it sells. If it doesn't, at least, you know, that's next on the chopping block, right? But everyone usually has that exercise when a sneaker event's coming up. So, no, that's a good thing to talk about, too, because, you know, how do you decide what you're going to bring if you're if you're a vendor, especially at a local event or if you're not selling a stockpile of Yeezys or whatever the case is. Like if you have, you're there to, you know, get rid of your collection or slim down your collection or, you know, put pairs on the chopping block, then like, what are those pairs that, uh, that you decide to bring? You know, yeah, I, you I think my, have a lot of people. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we, but the thing is that we're all different sizes. So that yeah, also helps too. Right. Yeah. So generally if we i don't even think there's been a lot of events where we brought the same shoes i think maybe 
there might have been one or two, but even if it was, it was like in a different size. So other than pandas. <laughs> pandas, yeah. <laughs> I think uh everyone has a couple pairs of theirs. Yeah. Um, Only rich, actually. Well, I think like yeah, because typically for me, like whenever I'm bringing it stuff that like gives an example, like I'm looking at a pile here, right? You guys may remember when we started this podcast, I got these actually up tempos, right? Mm, yeah. I love this pair, but it's but I haven't worn it and it's an eleven, and I'm just afraid. Like at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing these to Soul Exchange. I love this pair. I'd love to wear it more, but it's not my size. And I just, I haven't, I have been looking to get my size on eBay. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So it's kind of, mm. for this one, it's just kind of like, you know what? Bring it to me with me to Soul Exchange and we'll try and just get some money for it and do the swap on eBay, right? Just go get my size. Same thing with, I have a, an extra pair. Good question first though, Trev. Mm-hmm. Did you even lift those air more to up tempos on eBay? Did you list them there? Not yet, no. Oh, then what you even doing right now, man? Into it. <laughs> well, I'm bringing them to Soul Exchange. If they don't sell a Soul Exchange, then they go on eBay. I've got a second pair of the silver More bullets, too, the 11 and a half, so that'll be same no, thing. Is there a general rule you guys follow? Like, if I haven't worn this pair in a year, if I haven't worn this pair in two years, it doesn't belong in your collection anymore? Or is that something that you would consider selling? Or are you like a hoarder now that you're, it doesn't matter how long, how many times you've worn it, you're going to keep it no matter what. Yeah, I'm wondering that too, because I, I didn't do that at the last event. I didn't sell. I just wandered around and my son sold a pair. And last time I had a table, it, it wasn't really like that. But like those air above tempos, are you like want market value? You're just trying to get rid of them. Because when I have had tables or brought anything to these events, I always just want to not come home with them. That's yeah, my wanna, mentality. Yeah. Like, so you know, want to come home with less than what you me, It's like I could get more on eBay, but... You I don't know, care. I'm yeah. just lazy. I don't want yeah. to carry it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm to some extent, I'm kind of the same way, right? I'm taking stuff there. I don't want to come home with it. So, I mean, yeah, like there's, you know. Okay. That's what I wanted you to say. You're yes. stuck. I want those Air Max Highs <laughs> 11. You fell for it. Those are- <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to offer you and you're going to not want to come home with this. So I'm going to give you 20 bucks per shoe. Then I'm going to turn around and sell it all on eBay. I'm oh, going to get my son to offer you 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say, that. Typically, what, what I'll do is I'll take a look at what market value is for those shoes, and I'll price it below market value. So, like, okay. usually well below market value. So, let's just ballpark it. Let's say those up temples are valued at four hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. I always don't want to have the conversation with someone because you you've been at shows, John. You know yeah. what it, what it looks like, right? Pull out your phone, you look at StockX, eBay, whatever it is, right? You look and you're like, okay, what's the market value going for? Okay, this is what it's going for. And they're trying to haggle you or negotiate you, which we know there's there's fees and there's shipping and there's all sorts of stuff that goes into that price that they're not seeing at the original screen when they're just looking at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm taking a hundred bucks, 50 to a hundred bucks off, depending on what the shoe is. If it's a newer shoe, maybe I won't take as much off, but like, you know, I'm taking a hundred bucks off it. I'm giving you the best deal. Like it's, it's cheaper for you to buy it from me than it is for you to go buy it off of a secondary market somewhere. So price, price to move, price, price to, to move. move. Exactly. Right. Like, and typically at all our tables are always priced to move, right? Like typically we were going through, we had we had a couple guys at our table for sneaker con and you know how do i price this we literally got on apps and we were just looking at prices that's all we were doing and i'm like okay this is what it's going for i want you to take 100 bucks off that price to me yeah. right so you come in here and there's no question of like well it's cheaper here and can you do this price and i mean obviously you're still going to get that right but our table is priced to me like everything that's on there 
is priced to go. So oh, we yeah, we definitely skipped the dance portion in their yeah. favor. I feel like we've done that multiple times. It's almost been like our motto: like you come to our table, and it's like there's no reason to negotiate because it's already been negotiated in your favor, anyways. And like Trev said, it's like I'm not bringing this home, so why wouldn't I want to give you the best price? Like I'm not here to you know try to you know sit on the shoe and bring it to the next event, whatever that may be. If I want to get rid of it, I want to get rid of it, right? So. Um, Everyone come to Inkix We Trust for the best deals at Soul Exchange. <laughs> this has been brought to you by, by... Inkix We Trust. <laughs> and sneaker dad. I asked this question. I, uh... We buy your shoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, buying. Yeah, that's a good one. You guys ever would consider oh, that? If someone, what if someone came to you at the, like, not your size and you saw, are you guys into that at all? I, You know what? I used to. If it was a pair that I wanted in hopes that I can trade for my size, right? So I've only done that maybe one or two times. But if I'm a size eight and a half, I'm not trying to buy a size 12 and swap because that's too difficult. I will buy within a half size in hopes that I can maybe trade. That's the only time I'll ever buy something is if I want it and it's close enough to my size where a trade is still relatively easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard to buy something. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if it was like a collector's piece or something that you weren't going to wear. Like sure, a, yeah. You're like yeah, a kid's. No. I, my, my son gave, traded a pair with Jaren. He couldn't sell it. I think it was, I forget what it was. It was maybe an old pair of baby fives or something. I forgot. Something that Jaren would be into from Parlor 23 for his stash of like old vintage kids shoes. And he traded him and he got like a jersey, he got like a sick jersey and he was happy. And I was happy because, you know, I rep Parlor 23 big. But like, you know, he was trying to sell mm-hmm. to tables. And I know a lot of people try and do sell to tables and stay out of the pit, especially, uh, you know, the pit. The pit is one place to sell, but you can you can hit up tables if you want and guys will buy, especially new stuff. Right. But I know you guys aren't really in yeah. that market to bring us your shoes, but. Yeah, no, and you know what? Like that happens a lot. And I think that's something that's relatively new where people will come and instead of offering money, they offer, you know, the products that they have. So, you know, I I find that's a new trend. I don't want to say it's a new trend, but it's something that, you know, people are using their shoes as currency as well because you never know what people are looking for. Maybe they've got, um, you know, they would approach you with a GS pair, but maybe that's something that you're looking for for your son, right? And, you know, you don't necessarily want to spend your own money either, but you have stuff on your table that you can use as currency as well. So, you know, that kind of like sparks a, a little bit of that trade thing. And I think that's where a lot of this trading thing happened, where, you know, a lot of kids now, they don't have a pocket full of cash like JC Lopez does, where he comes and buys your entire table. They've got sneakers that they've invested in previously and they fell out of love with them and they don't have the money for it they haven't sold it just yet but maybe they can find somebody at a table so i've seen kids do that too or just you know i don't want to single out kids but people do that where they're just using their sneakers as currency as well because you never know they'll hit every single table up are you guys buying are you guys trading will you consider this you know that type of thing yeah in theory trade for some people is easier than a sale right there's no absolutely yeah. going on and like even you know, a reseller table And Rich is a big guy for trades too. And he's done that at sneaker shows. He'll like see a kid walking around with something and be like, hey, you come here. Like, let me see what that pair is. They'll come over and he'll be like, what do you want from it? And they'll either tell him a price and he'll be like, is there something on the table that you'd want? Like you can pick from these. And then I know he's made transactions work that way too. Like Rich is always looking for things. 
It's oh yeah, that's the other thing too. So yeah, he I think he what did he do? He got a pair of sneakers or he traded a pair of sneakers, but yeah. the value wasn't the same. So he the guy that he traded with also threw in a pair of Yeezy slides that he just ended up putting on our table and selling it like immediately, anyways, and just getting the difference back. So I think he traded for a pair of sneakers with one of his own pairs, but you know, he got more back because his were worth more than what he was looking for. And he got the guy also threw in a pair of Yeezys, which Rich wasn't looking for. He just took them because it evened out the trade. And then he just ended selling, ended up selling it to get the cash. Because we knew at that point, everyone had been asking for Yeezy slides, right? So he's like, I'll put this on the table and it will be gone in 10 minutes and 10 or 15 yeah, minutes. And I think it was gone. I think, I think what he did too, and I think Colin was doing the same thing too, was he would just look at the seller that was like across that was had like the pile of Yeezy slides and just price it like 20 bucks less than that guy. Yep. Yep. There'll be lots of that, lots of different kind of deals going down. Yeah. So what I wanted to know too was, you know, it's been a while since a local show. I want to say this is like the first kind of local community, smaller scale show that we've had since pandemic. Is there anything that people should know if they're either a first time sneaker event attendee, or maybe it's been a while that they should be aware of uh, in terms of sneaker etiquette? And that's just like, how do you approach a table when they have things that are on display or like, you know, a higher price ticket item? Is it something that people should be aware of in terms of, you know, picking up that shoe? Is that something that you would consider like cool to do? Like, obviously, if you're interested in it, you were looking at it, but, you know, there's a lot of foot traffic there. There's a lot of hands that go back and forth. Some people even have to put, you know, do not touch signs on it or please ask for assistance. Like, is that something that people should always be conscious of? Like, don't just go up to a table and like start manhandling sneakers. Like not everyone's got that plastic wrap on it, right? Would that, as a, as a seller, John, for example, would that annoy you if someone came and started touching all your sneakers with no intention to buy, just like kind of looking at, taking pictures, for example, you know, things like that. Should they be asking the sellers first? I think it depends on the type of seller. Uh, you know, I think you should definitely ask and a lot of guys have signs, but I think depends. I, I think it's good marketing to let people touch your shoes maybe if they're worn maybe if they're not so valuable it's easier maybe you have a row in the back for your plus 500 plus thousand dollar pairs that if someone drops it on the floor it's going to impact the value but if someone drops a pair of fire red threes on the ground or, or even reimagined threes on the ground it's probably not going to do anything to them there's not too many shoes a dirty finger would do damage to but again, yeah, you don't, and you don't, you want to keep an eye on your stuff too. You don't want six people at once if you're alone or you have only two people. You know, that that's obviously an issue. Usually people display only one shoe, but people have been known to steal one shoe. And some guys put the shoe box under, they have like, you know, so I, I think it depends. You should do what you're comfortable with. But as a, as a shopper, you should definitely ask or at least give like the look, like the eye contact. It's kind of like, you yeah. know, like passing someone somewhere in the grocery store or, you know, like, am I going this way? Are you going this way? Is this cool? <laughs> the guy like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. Grab it. And what's up? I mean, it's just good business too, right? You want the seller to respect you and think you care and you know it's common courtesy i think you know what not not to pick on young people because old people don't have that i think this brings in the whole kind of 
you know, like you said, etiquette, like it's more about like just picking it up. It's also how to deal with people. It's also how to talk to someone, how to negotiate. It's not easy. Like you're not going to know how to do it the first time. We've been doing it on Facebook, Instagram, in person, at stores, as long as we've been collecting, right? So someone new to it is not going to know how to, my son's not going to know how to talk to a guy. He's going to be like, okay, I want a new Xbox game. I'll cut it down by 80 bucks, the price, sure. And I'll be like, no, don't cut it down by 80 bucks. What are you doing? Go down by 10 at a time. Yeah. <laughs> as, far as, as far as touching it, I think you just got to ask and, and look and follow the rules. And I mean, truthfully, unless you're ready to buy it, why are you picking it up? Yeah, That's it's not like you haven't seen it before, right? I, I well, mean, I mean you can't, you can't see the condition, like, but like, yeah, I, yeah and like, yeah, you're matching the toe. Can I see the other one? Make sure the toe boxes. That's like when you're ready to buy. You don't ask right. that. And I'm sure sellers hate that. The sort of, yeah, what's your price? Oh, yeah. Can you come down? Okay. Yeah, I'll get back to you. You know, like, yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. It's etiquette. It's like, if you're serious, yeah, ask them to pick it up if you're just looking at it. Cause, but that's what it is, right? It is a kid wanting to touch a shoe. So you can't hate on a kid wanting to pick up the reimagined three and hold it in his hand forget the picture right that's that's the problem yeah. that's the problem there's a kid who just wants to do it and he wants to look and yeah. like yeah you're gonna hate on the kid for that like no even I, if he's 50 like you can't hate on it but you don't want him to do it maybe <laughs> you I, go. I think the big thing is is that you're right like sometimes you just want to look at a shoe right like sometimes it's just like you know you know you're not going to be able to afford it right now or whatever the case is, right? Like, I've gone to numerous sneaker shows where I've seen, you know, Sean's or, you know, at most ones at the time, right? Because I didn't have that pair in my collection at the time. But I wanted to look at them, right? Because, I like, I really like the shoe and I wanted, I wanted to own them one day, right? So I think just as long as you ask about, like, picking up a shoe, I think it's fine. Because there's going to be some people that don't want you to, and that's fine. That's their merchandise, right? If they don't want people touching it because they don't know where their fingers have been it's fair for them to say to not want you to pick things up right but as long as there's common courtesy where you can at least like just ask and be like hey am i allowed to pick this up and take a look at it like that's fine like i mean you know because even my examples are higher priced items john but you're right like uh, the reimagined threes is a great example because you know maybe you didn't hit on them and you haven't seen them in person yet and you want to take a look at what the quality is and you know you've heard about the elephant print being weird on them and you wanted to see how it looked on this obviously it's one pair but you know things like that right you haven't seen a pair of the uh the lost and found ones maybe or whatever the case is right so you just want to take a look at what the like the shoe itself right because pictures don't always do shoes justice right talked about that wash pink pair that i held up right John, you, you see it in pictures and you're like, yeah, whatever, right? But then you see it in person, you're like, oh, well, they actually did a pretty good job on that, right? Like, I mean, it's some of those... do the brush test. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't do a brush test on a picture. That's a great yeah. way to put it. Not on Zoom either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And if you bring someone, you got to also tell them because, like, whether it's your kid or your girlfriend or your friend who's just new to the, not even in the game, like, they must pick it up. It's like, what do you mean I can't pick this up? Like, where are we? Like, this is a sneaker store, right? No, it's sneaker conventions it's not the same thing it's not foot locker nope. yeah no i i think uh and the reason why i bring it up is um we had instances i think it was at a sneaker ground too there was actually a lady she was buying a sneaker for her son and her son was there right they were both there and she was courteous enough to ask you know like do you mind if I pick it up? Like you can tell she's like the sneaker events are very foreign to her. You know, she, she didn't know how to negotiate. She didn't know, didn't know how to ask. She asked if she could pick it up. She actually asked if she can try it, if her son could try it on, which I thought was fine. Like for me, I didn't, I didn't think, it, I think at the time it was like a pair of NMDs or something like that. Like it wasn't something crazy, but 
you need to know how the shoes fit too. You don't want to just buy something blind. And I think it, it's our duty as sellers or maybe even veteran um, sneaker event goers to educate them maybe even like, yeah, this one's a more expensive sneaker. So I would prefer people not, you know, hold it or not touch it, you know, sure. You know, this is a rare sneaker, so I don't really want you trying it on. Or if you do try it on, please be careful with it. Here's a shoehorn. Like if that's something that bothers you, bring the shoehorn because you know they're not going to bring one. But I think, you know, for both parties, it's either your duty to either educate them if that's something that bothers you. Or if you're a buyer, I think the most polite thing too is always just to ask. Because also another example at a secret hunt, there was a kid that was there with his friends and for some reason, like he looked like he just had itchy hands. And I remember we had a sneaker on the table, had Velcro patches on it. It was could have been either a tinker or something like that. But the kid was like looking at another shoe, but ripping the Velcro like on and off as just sort of like a nervous kind of twitch because it was there while he was looking at other shoes. And I had to tell him like, hey, can you not do that? Like, just don't rip the Velcro like that. You're making me nervous. Yeah. You, you're nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's just things like that. Like, people that kind of... makes me nervous. You know, like, sure. I go... I, I'm guilty of going to a department store, and if I see clothes that I like, I'm, like, rubbing the material. I do that for everything. A T-shirt, I'll rub it, I'll rub it, I'll rub it, I'll rub it. And people might do that at Secret Ground, too. They'll go and they'll, like, rub the suede, rub the leather. Like, that might be just a natural habit for them to do just so they can feel the material. But if that bothers you, then, you know, yeah, you might need to just tell them, like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. I was going to ask you about trying on, like, if you would do that. So you answered the question, and it reminded me of, you know, I don't think there is anything you could do to, like, protect the shoe if, like, the guy has a stinky feet or yeah. he has lint <laughs> on his sock. Because I was thinking about the hat world, and I've never done this, but I've seen it on videos and stuff at some hat stores because hats kind of fit weird sometimes. Kind of, mm. my sneakers are pretty consistent. But you could get, like, a 7 3 hat that fits huge, like a like a half or fits like a one and a quarter. Like it's unpredictable sometimes. So what they do is so people can get the perfect fit is some stores will do like put a paper towel inside. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> just to keep it dead stock. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. Know, people yeah. bend their brims and like, you know, you could put like a protector in and stuff, but the stores will sell. So like maybe that's a, a, a market that's untapped in sneakers somehow, like a, I don't want to say condom, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> a plastic like a bag cover, or something, yeah. something. <laughs> you're not going to prevent the creases, but you're going to prevent no. any lint and you're going to prevent any smell, which is probably bigger risk than lint. If you ask me, yeah, like with a stinky foot could mess up a shoe. Maybe. I don't know. Just yeah. thinking. No, absolutely. I think, you know, it's it's up it's at your discretion, obviously. Like some people might not want you to try on your shoes. I think the workaround for that is if you really don't want someone to try it on, then at least know what the different fits are, how that shoe specifically yeah. would fit. Like a Jordan one may fit different for somebody else than you, but if you can tell them like maybe like sort of a la Sean Go, like fits true to size or maybe you know it fits for somebody that's ten and a half on the wider side, right? Like you would want to go half up. I don't think there's a lot of trying on going on. I'm so credit to you for letting that happen. I think maybe if they're like ready, like, look, I'm ready with the cash. I just need to figure out. Maybe, but I, I, I don't think I've ever even seen that at SneakerCon or Soul Exchange. But I'm sure it happens. Yeah, I think we, we, we're we now in. to sell. We're definitely now in sort of like uh, an era where trying on shoes is almost like a, it's, what's that word? Yeah, like you, you just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like. 
you just don't do it. Even when like, you know, I remember like some boutiques will just be like, no, you can't try it on. Like that was a thing. And you're not like, supposed wow. to wear them, Kevin. You're supposed to wear them. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Shoes are not meant to be worn. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, Why would you need them. to try it on? Flip <laughs> them at Soul Exchange or eBay. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. But yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I think it's a lost sort of practice, but you know, people should do it, especially if they want to sell stuff, especially if it's used, but especially if they want to sell it. I mean, here, try them on. Yeah. That's a good yeah. selling technique. You don't hear it. I bet you never hear it. I'll let you try work. them on. Yeah. yeah I'll we'll, we'll remember that when we're trying to sell stuff. Collie, did you have any other? Yeah. So if you're trying to move a collection, what event would you recommend someone? I see the event as an opportunity for a collector who doesn't use the internet. I mean, it kind of sounds tra- crazy these days that people wouldn't use the internet, but hey, there's a lot of people that won't use StockX or eBay or any online site to try to sell a collection, and they may have one that they're thinking of moving. So what do you think would be better, a big corporate thing like that or the local shows? For collectors specifically? For someone that just has a big collection, you know, they've been collecting over the years. Maybe they're like a private collector, a quiet collector, and all of a sudden now they want to sell. Would it be, do you guys think it would be better to go to like a big sneaker con type show? Or do you think it would be better to go to a small local show? Yeah, that's, uh, a, tough that's one. a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's dead stock and you're not, maybe you're a collector and you have a bunch of dead stock stuff because you see like, you know, you see Jaren post, he's buying out people's collections and there's like mm. 40 dead stock pairs. Yeah. Oh, it's someone's collection because it's all like nine and a half or 10. Yeah. And I mean, lots of us have, you know, I look in my closet, I say I wear most of my dead stock shoes. I still have like a little stack of stuff I could sell dead stock. So, you know, you see those videos of people just getting their tables bought out by JC or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you have dead stock stuff and you have good stuff, that's it. But if it's used, and it's like your actual collection collection. I don't know. Do people even sell collections with bulk on eBay? I don't think so, do they? I mean, like, here's my lot of Jordans. Like, it's yeah. like a lot of old source magazines. Or like, what, what you, I don't know. Like, I don't Cole, know how you could sell that. And Collie, it's got to be like the whole collection would have to be sold on like a, a secondary. I don't mean like all at once. Just like no, you want to collection to try to yeah. unload it. Okay, just yeah. And I think an event is good because you know, if you're ready to unload and you have like not a crazy rare size, ideally people are there with cash, right? And a lot of times there's people that collect sneakers that will go to local events. Like, I mean, it's it's harder for word of mouth to get around, but typically they know someone who like uses the internet or who's more active on the internet, like you know, on Instagram, whatever it is, right? They'll be like, Oh, there's a show we should go and they'll come, right? There's lots of people who have great collections who don't use Instagram. Like we think yep. Instagram is the be all and end all of where you find sneaker collectors, right? But there's people who either barely use it or don't use it at all that are huge collectors and arguably bigger than some of the biggest collectors that you might see on there, right? So I would say a local show is probably better to kind of move some of that collection off because there's probably some eyes that are going to be there that you would not normally see or that are looking for more obscure things that you might have if you were selling a collection. Totally. And, And as a seller, if I'm thinking of stuff I should buy, if I'm logical about it, I should sell stuff I never wear, I never post on Instagram that's sitting in the closet. People forgot or never knew I had, I never wore. Maybe, you know, those are the things I should sell first. And it's like, oh, John, I didn't know you had these. Or on the flip side, if I'm a buyer, 
I'm not looking for anything in the market. I know I can get it if I want. So if I really wanted it, I would I would have traded it or sold something, bought it, or, or just bought it. I, I don't do that. I don't buy that much, but I could totally go to an event and see something I forgot about or mm-hmm. something that I sold that I regretted five years ago. It's like, oh, or like a pair that I actually sold to the guy who's at the table because I know him and it's the community. <laughs> yeah. like, remember I bought those for you? Yeah. Like, yeah, you gave me a I gave you a deal. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Okay. Like hook me up now. Like even if you think, think about Rich's an example, right? Like last sneaker con he brought he buys DV2s. The sneaker con before that, can't remember if he bought them or not, but he was looking at DB9s. Like when he goes, he's looking for very specific things, right? That he wouldn't find, or sorry, he may find them in other places, but you know, things that you don't see every day are the things that he's looking for, right? So if you have some of that stuff, there are people who go to these shows who are looking for them, right? That's more fun. And like, you know, if if you talk to someone and you know them or you don't know them, you talk to them about the shoot, that's how you also can get a good deal. Because a lot of these things like DBs, there's no real defined market for used pairs, especially like mm-hmm. even the new market for rare pairs is really hard to figure out because there's not a lot of pairs for sale and you can't even find pairs for sale on a lot of them even if you go to goat and you're looking for used pairs or ebay looking there's not in your size mm-hmm. for a lot of these things so they show up there's no there's no value there's no market so you could talk to the guy and it's like okay well how badly does the one guy want to get rid of them you know you're not necessarily even trying to talk him down you're just talking to him it's like wow you have those yeah. What size are they? And it's like, oh, really? I used to have an 11 and a half. Those are 11. I wonder if they fit. He's like, yeah, they fit big. And then the conversation's going. And, Absolutely. And it's not about trying to do anything shysty. I mean, that's the best way. I'm obviously the ideal. Oh, yeah. But that's what the experience I think we want when you're looking for pairs that aren't readily available. And that's why Colin's question, you know, it brings up this good topic because, yeah, I think an event. Where there's collectors, I mean, you need numbers, you need people, you need volume of tra- foot traffic. Well, that's yeah, I agree. I agree with you, John. I think you know it's that connection, that sort of like networking, almost like that interaction that I enjoy too. And and I'm the same way too. Like when I buy, I have a very short, specific list of things that I want. Like I don't have a huge watch list of a bunch of pairs. Maybe it's like I want to say must have pairs is in even more than a handful of pairs and i kind of go to sneaker shows and i like looking for things i'll go around to the table i'll do my once around twice around just to see maybe there's something that catches my eye that i forgot about that's like oh wow i can't believe like this is there like i remember i wanted these so bad this is out in my size and i'm not doing those regular searches you know on whatever your favorite aftermarket app is it's only until you see it you're like oh right i forgot about those i really want those you know, and then you can either interact with them if it's not your size too. Like they may know somebody that has a pair in your size. Like those are other things that you can't really get from a seller that's online because they want to sell the pair that they have. Whereas maybe if you connect with somebody there, they may be like, oh, well, I saw this table over there has got it. And, you know, they have your size too, right? So I more so enjoy those interactions. So for me as a buyer, I definitely go the sneaker event route and whatever the case, like it doesn't have to, it could be any size, but then I think as a seller, I think it's almost, it's tough to say because, you know, you have your pros and cons for both. I think with the online presence, you have a bigger audience too. So I tend to do both. So I'll bring the sneakers that I'm not wearing 
to a sneaker show because you know there'll be people like me that may see something that they haven't seen in a while but at the same time i'll also post them on every app too just to widen my audience because you never know like i'm you know i'm not bringing the sneaker to sneaker events in the u.s uh, and following SneakerCon around to try to sell this one pair i'd rather just post it online and see if somebody will buy it there you know you brought up that i think that's a positive for the touring sellers they know I don't know if I've, I'm just speculating, but they must know what the other guys have because they know, you know, so they can point you in that direction. It might be harder to do that mm-hmm. at a small event for a guy who hasn't left the table and mm-hmm. hasn't seen. Like, I, I love walking around. And like, if you have a table, you might not be able to leave if, if you're doing business and it's busy all day. But those guys who tour probably know I need a size eight. I know who has a size eight. I could even flip it, my trade myself, and then I'll get the sale. Right. I'll give exactly. him a nine. So that might be a benefit of the bigger events. Like if you're trying, you know, probably with the more newer releases, more popular pairs, right? Because if I wanted to reimagine three, I would go to the event and I would try and find a price cheaper than online. If it wasn't cheaper than online, I'd buy it online. Mm -hmm. But finding something rare and old is a totally different ballgame, right? You don't, you know. And some of these touring guys, like they might sell something specific. So if I'm like a guy that's only brought like a bunch of Supreme stuff and then somebody's coming to me and says, Oh, but I'm looking for babe shirts. You got any babe shirts? Oh no, I don't have those. But they're like, those guys kind of build relationships with each other too, because yeah. you're kind of at shows together. So they almost become friends and they'll say, Oh, I don't have babe stuff, but that guy over there, yeah. he's got all babe shit. So, you know, like you can ask him for whatever you're looking for. It reminds me of ticket resellers when you go to a game and you ask a guy and you're like, oh, I, I need this. Oh, yeah. Or right. I need four. And he's like, I don't have four, but this guy does. And he goes and you feel like they're yes. with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the they are. And you're like, you don't really understand how it works. Yeah. But you, they no, find... but I mean, I, I think the camaraderie comes yeah. because, you know, you don't have it anyway. So if you want to point somebody in that direction eventually like somebody's going to ask them for something that maybe oh, you have and they yeah. do it it goes both ways right good business and yeah like, it's good like i said in tickets and stuff those guys look out they have to right they're they're standing there on, on yep. the corner and it's the same with as uh, soul exchange or sneaker con or whatever event like they gotta you know if someone sends you a sale i mean you're gonna remember yeah. exactly chances are you're gonna do the same thing back for sure i was uh, gonna ask you guys if you got any good stories i have one from soul exchange i think Call you were talking about you were there. I didn't know you guys then. It was 2014. I only know this because Jaffe from Soul Exchange was on is coming up. Uh, not to plug my plug, uh, it would been in, it would have been aired by the time this aired. But we talked a little bit about my table at that event. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys if what you remember of that event. I remember it very vaguely. I, I brought a buddy. He helped me set it up. My wife and daughter came my son would have been just a baby then my wife and daughter came kind of like it was like dad's doing something you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah you gotta come check out dad like he's doing something he has a table and i made like t-shirts and they were like sneaker you know like the list shirts it's like they did one i the first one i ever maybe it wasn't like the fab five but they did like a raptors one it would be like mo pete and it would be like five and now they've done it. i saw it last night oh yeah mo pete and the celtics game or the laker game they they list like five great things yeah it's just the text like they do it with rappers they did it so i did one with sneakers i thought it was the greatest idea i still think it's the greatest idea it was like (laughs) i love those black toe Fire and, red. And I still I still have them because I didn't sell any. They're buried somewhere <laughs> in my house or they turned into rags. I should bring them out because they're awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> no one wanted them. I, mean, I think I was too ahead of the, uh, ahead, of the ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one thing I had at my event. And the other thing I had was about 20 pairs of my, my own sneakers that I just had overbought too much stuff, like stuff just stacked up. And I tried to sell, and I, you know, I sold probably half and I was very aggressive to sell. Like I was willing to give good deals, but I painted two pairs and I was the most amateur, amateur, amateur. But I painted a pair of, there was a three, maybe if you're a threes guy, was there a pair of black and silver threes that like people were like doing like the Drakes on? Like it was like, it was like a, it was, was there black and gold, black and gold. It had like a gold jump man and it was like a, it was almost like a, like a bread three. Yeah. And anyway, I blacked it out something. And I remember I, and guys were hitting me up on like Facebook. Like I was like, I'm going to the event. I like, the whole issue was whether I, my paint job was going to hold up. And <laughs> I did a pair of futures and I blacked out the midsole. I had this whole technique. I talked to this guy. It was like a secret about how to like do a midsole so it doesn't crack and how you do like this adhesion promoter. That was the secret. Adhesion promoter. Kanatsky, <laughs> I know, Jan, you know what that is. No one else knows what that is. Anyway, I did this. And then I remember being at the event. I sold one of them and I was like, listen, I can't promise you this isn't going to crack. But I worked my hardest. I sold the futures. I didn't sell the threes because threes would crack anyway. Even if you did the best paint job. And the guy sold. And the guy and 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 I remember over time I kept in touch with him. He's like, yeah, they're holding up. They're holding up. And then they started to crack. He was like, it's okay. Like you warned me. And anyway, that's my story. But that was an amazing event because it was so small and it was like it was so I don't know. It was it wasn't the beginning. It wasn't the first show, but that was the first one I ever really participated at. No, but it sounds like you you met a lot of people that you didn't realize yeah. that you would have met, right? Like, yeah. I think that's, you know, I don't have a specific story in terms of just that, but I think that's what's great about these sneaker events, especially the smaller local ones, is that you do meet people that either maybe you've only spoken to online before. You kind of will meet people just from conversations or like how we said like an icebreaker for sneakers some I, I like wearing sneakers that maybe nobody else wear because i like those connections and somebody may come up to me and ask and i know i've done it many times where i've i've seen pairs that i've never seen before and i'll talk to that guy and then you kind of make this connection that you never thought maybe you you never thought you would have unless you went to these events and I think maybe one of the more recent ones too is Adam or AKA sold two four seven, but he's got all these like crazy rare limited sneakers. And I remember going to his table setup and he let me hold his mags. Like, and, and this also touches on the etiquette thing. You know, I was looking at the mags. I was like gawking over them. My jaw was like on the floor and I was just like eyeing them. And he was like, and I was like trying to take video and photos with like, with my phone and he was like just take them out of the box and just hold them you want to take the picture and and you know it's kind of like those things like i mean i knew him from before but i mean those sort of connections is what i really enjoy about just going to sneaker events in general meeting new people i think it's easier to talk to people at these smaller events as well i guess maybe if it makes a difference just because like it's a little bit more intimate right and i think you know you meet people that are in your city so you kind of can relate to that in terms of stories where you talk about like lineups and campouts and where you got the shoe and it kind of you can relate a little bit more because it happened within your city i know a lot of people talked about like the air max one the six drop and 
you know, the lineups that happen there for the Nike store. And, you know, like you can relate to people with those kind of stories. That's what I'm going to wear. What what event Air was Mac that? <laughs> what event Air was Mac that at, that he was at? Was he dis- he was displaying? Oh, he was displaying at SneakerCon, so it was a bigger event. But like, no, no, he, I just didn't remember. I didn't. Yeah, yeah oh, he was he was at the back, kind of closer to where the washrooms were. He was displaying um, only. Oh. And he just yeah, I don't. I think he was selling a few things here and there, if I can remember. But I mean, I couldn't get past all the crazy pairs that he had brought. Maybe he was selling them too. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have the bankroll for any of the pairs he was selling, nor were they in my size. But I was just sort of in awe of those mags that he's got. And I was just, and he was like, oh, and he was also like, oh, turn the lights on. Like, make sure you turn the lights <laughs> on for your photo too. Like, you know, he's super cool about, you know, stuff like that. People displaying, I give the most credit to. Like, I did it once at just kicking it. And I, everyone, <laughs> I'm not doing this again. You know, like you do it, you get a, you get a table. Yeah, maybe you're not going to pay for your table i don't know if we did maybe we did there was a contest uh, it doesn't matter but you're not getting you're not selling anything usually yeah. maybe yeah. maybe something but and you go you lug all your stuff just like everyone else and you're trying to even make it prettier i remember hardy girl had a crazy like train set yeah one yeah. day and like that must have taken forever to set up and she's bringing all these rare pairs and you got to watch them and like me and Ahmad did a Jordan one thing and I remember like we had like an iPad and we had the last dance or something playing on it like we oh, all right. tried to do this yeah. like whole thing yeah and we had like a ton like we brought like every like almost every rare one we had and we used to have a lot of ones so like those people get the most respect for me they're just doing it for just for the love just to of have course. That- just so someone comes up to their table and says hey can i touch these shans or these patas or whatever like yeah that's that's and and that's a great example too like the just kicking event i remember and i talked about this before with faraz when he was on our on our pod it's just like faraz is like a an encyclopedia of knowledge so for those that don't know laced heat on instagram and the display that he had with Uncle Sean sneakers, who is also on our podcast, like collectively, I was in awe of all the stuff that they had brought and the sheer volume of stuff they brought too. It's like, you know, they're not selling their sneakers. They're there for the enjoyment of us. Like I went there and I enjoyed looking at their collection, asking them about their collection, them telling me about their collection. So they do it mainly for the people. So yes, yeah. I agree. Faraz with you. has told me he sold stuff. I've never actually seen it. I don't actually believe it. <laughs> and I know Sean would sell anything, and they definitely didn't want to sell anything at that event. They no. they packed it in as much as they could, and they loaded. It was like row tightly packed. Like they brought, like they said, and, okay, and let's oh, bring it, and they just like filled it up, and like yeah. Well, I think Sean. Just... I think Sean even said, I didn't even bring both shoes. I brought one shoe, no. right? Yeah. So even if you wanted to buy it, I could like you you couldn't. And then second of all, it allowed him to bring more pairs because he's only displaying the one shoe, so he can like you know fill it up like tightly. Yeah, from like a history, like they definitely did the craziest thing. Like I remember our Hardy Girl won because she had the most. It was like well set up. It was mm-hmm. nice. It was like she had a lot of. She deserved it. But like, if you just were judging, and, and there was someone who had like crazy, crazy rare, like he, it wasn't as like, 
I forget who that was. Yeah, Chris Super Chris, kicked, Chris, I think. Chris. Yeah, Chris yeah like he just had like crazy stuff, but it was a little more like you're like, okay, this is a lot of money. But like those guys had just like you just knew that they just wanted people to see. I guess everyone wanted the same thing. And they're no. not any different. No, it's you're right. Different, I think different it was presentation. A different, it's different. Yes. Yeah, so Hardy Girls is more like a more unique display, for example, like with the train and whatever. Faraz and Sean was more like historian's dream right that kind of thing and then chris super kicks was more like yeah wow like look at the sheer value of just some of these sneakers too like you're getting into like the hundreds of thousands could be right i guess i just like the i associate better with like the hoarder mentality like look at all the <laughs> shit i have yeah. it's all here and it's i can't even fit it all in this display. <laughs> yeah. i associate that a little better i'm not yeah i think everyone that. had their own criteria of what they thought was <laughs> the best display quote unquote but i i think they had a, a, something for everybody at that particular event and you know what i think maybe sneaker con learned from the smaller events this is another side topic but you know about I'm not sure if they always had like panels and events and things. I know Soul Exchange did, and you guys probably did. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more. I know you guys probably talked about it in your podcast. I, when we're talking about, you know, your guys' events, your first experiences, you know, that's what I wanted to know, like how it went down the first time you did it. But like the whole, you know, I asked Jaffe about this on my podcast, like the push up contest and the live auctions. And like, I love that stuff. I think that's like mm-hmm. organic and it's like authentic. It's kind of like, you know what? Jeff, you take this sneaker, whatever you can get for it, I'll take. You yeah. know, and if it's like twenty bucks or it's three hundred dollars, I'm auctioning it. Sure. There's no turning back because someone's gonna stand there and he's gonna hand Jaffe the cash mm-hmm. or whoever, or do like ten push-ups for a t-shirt or whatever. Like it's just fun. And sneaker con is a little bit more scheduled or tailored. It just has a different feel. Good because they have a lot of good, like you know, Natmag spoke last time. You guys were on stage, we right? There, yeah, yeah. Like I like that. It's cool. It's just different than Dalton just you know on stage, like yo, you know, throw it over there. And it's like <laughs> you know, they do that. I don't know if they got it from the smaller events or if it's just natural. You know, I'm not a sneaker fan historian, but you know, I'm sure they borrow from you know the smaller events and they. Yeah, I'm sure they see what works, what doesn't small work. Small events you know? want to be big, and little yeah. event, big events want that small vibe, right? I, yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, the other thing too that I want to mention is at either Soul Exchange or just kicking it, or even our events. There's a lot of showcase of local talent as well, whether it's you know emceeing, dancing, art, even right. Like I know at Christian's event, he had like a live graphing uh, mural that was being done you know just all these like little things to showcase because you may not necessarily be a sneaker enthusiast but dancing emceeing art like these are all part of the four elements of hip-hop right like they kind of all kind of go hand in hand so to bring that together in a community event is what i enjoy too because it's not always just about sneakers it's about you know showcasing just talent in general right even food, like you know, like food. Yes, absolutely. They've had they've had food vendors at various events. Yeah, you know, Canada got solid events that uh, they featured food. Christian had some food, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for Soul Exchange. I know you're excited too. We've been talking about it for weeks. You've had you had Jaffe on, so excited to hear that podcast when it releases. When this releases, that one will already be released. I'm assuming, right, John? 
I'm assuming that too. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, like <laughs> no, put any I'm pressure joking. on you I'm or joking. anything. I'm but sure. you know, no, your, it, your podcast is one of the ones it, that I. It's ready to enjoy. roll. Yeah, it's ready. So people should. I'm always anxious to hear yours. So listen to it before this. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For my own selfish reasons, I'm kind of nudging you to, to put that out as soon as no, possible. It's, but... it's ready to roll. In but, the past uh, tense. Yeah, lots of exciting things been <laughs> happening and happened recently too. Like you guys dropped some hats, so congratulations for can you can you tell me the guys? Like I don't want to get the names. I know who yeah, they are. No problem. Yeah, so still did was able to do a collector's pack. Andy Khan, great ones. You guys know him. He's been on the podcast. Mitchell and uh, five other yeah, Mitchell Collector. Yeah. Blue Jays fitted, Leslie, Howard Kitty, hello. And the Olive Don, he's into sneakers too. So six of us got to do hats with Still. They dropped last week. A bunch of them, a couple left maybe, but most of them flew. And big into the hat sneaker combo. If it's not a thing yet, it will be for you one day soon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We'll have some hat stuff going on, so keep an eye out. Definitely something. And he's got something cooking, and it will be... um, Okay, so you, so you will have hats on your table. Well, I have some hats from mine that I'll just have if people want to check them out. You know, I'm not really going to be there to be selling, but I have a few leftovers if people want them. Not a lot, right? But I kind of just want to show off and talk, show off people what work we've done. Andy's huge contributor to Sneaker Dads. He's part of the team for sure. Yeah, we're just going to be there to talk to people. I have like a little some trinkets and stuff to give away. We'll do some giveaways with you guys, of course. You know, yeah, we talked about the bags and stuff, so so people should keep an eye on the socials for all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we're just there to have a good time and you know show off a little bit of what we do, but more just meet people and hang out with you guys in the eBay team and have a good time. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think we're uh, we're excited for this. This is. It's the year we get back to uh, sneaker shows. It's because uh, I the last one we had before sneaker con in twenty twenty end of twenty twenty two was end of twenty nineteen. So we went probably two and a half years without any kind of sneaker show. Yeah. Three years between sneaker cons. So yeah, a few coming up. So should be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited just to you know kick it with the community. Like John said, we're gonna have lots of giveaways. So come, make sure to come by, check us out. We'll be doing our grocery store flex competition as usual or giveaway. I don't want to call it competition. Sorry. Giveaway. So we'll have a a grocery store set up there. You could take a photo, but we're switching up this time. So in line with the grocery store theme that we always do in order to enter, we're going to ask people to bring non-perishable food items as a donation to a local food bank. And then that way, if you bring something, you can snap a photo in front of our display and you'll be entered in to win a pair of sneakers. So a free pair of sneakers will be given away to the winner that day. But yeah, again, along with sneaker guys, we'll have some content we're going to be doing there as well. We'll be, um, you know, engaging with some of the uh, people that are there, asking them some questions about the event, things that they like, maybe the sneakers that they're rocking. So just make sure you keep an eye out for us. Because we'll just be, to clarify, uh, Kevin. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. It, is it unlimited entries? If I bring unlimited food, <laughs> can I get unlimited. I need to <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? If you, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, bring unlimited bring... food, please, yeah. everyone. I'm just kidding about my previous contest entry. Yeah, but that's a... no. People should bring a lot Are of food. We... Yeah. And so just what you're trying to say entry. is. 
Is the John Ratner rule no. going to be put in effect? The uh, John Ratner and Ryan. It's, like, it's be, yeah, it's like in the rule book of like, you know, like yeah, baseball, yeah. they had to change the rule because yeah. somebody <laughs> was too good. Uh, no, I definitely would appreciate if somebody brought unlimited food, you know, because it, it is, is going true. for a good cause. Yeah, yes. I'm definitely bringing um, and only entering once. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to be the major difference. So, and even if you don't want to enter the contest, I mean, just bring something, uh, bring yeah. something to donate for the food drive. That'd be great of you. But of course, if you do, then you get an entry. So we'd love to have you participate, of course, to win a free pair of sneakers. But yeah, no, look for us. We'll be walking around. We'll be giving away free stuff. Excited just to see everybody. Really, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to for everyone to get out. Yeah, I think you guys and I know I will will share ahead of time everything that's going on so people can yep. know what right. they need yep. to do and yep. yeah, yeah right. to... keep an eye on our IG, keep an eye on sneaker dads, yep. I guess, IG yep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably have some more details and everything. And then obviously during the show, make sure you're keep it posted to us because we'll have some stuff coming out about what's going on at the show. So John, we appreciate you joining us for this. This was a lot of fun. Well, it's always a fun time when we get you on the pod. So appreciate you jumping in with us. Thanks, guys. A lot of fun for sure. Awesome. Any shout outs before we head out? Uh, shout out. I think I shouted out everyone I mentioned yeah. <laughs> like, already. So just shout out everyone uh, who uh, listens and supports this podcast. And uh, yeah, if you haven't listened, uh, there will be a one <laughs> that uh, I released in past tense before this one came out. And so listen to that if you're into Soul Exchange, hearing a little bit about Jaffe and um, what his story is. But uh, yeah, you guys always show love for the podcast anyway, so I don't need to plug mine. You guys always mention it and uh, tag me. So always love from me and you guys. Uh, it's fun. A lot of fun. So yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for sure. Appreciate it. And we did not shout this out last week, so we'll shout it out now. So shout out to yourself. Shout out to Midsole Collector and shout out to Andy for those hat drops. I know you guys you're very nonchalant when you talk about it, but I think that is so cool that you guys are designing new era caps. Like I think it's that big is... for us. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I downplayed it, but yeah. for us it's we're stoked. I, I always feel like when I talk to you guys about it, it's like and so maybe it's because like when we were talking about it at our Air Max meetup, you, you guys didn't really have much information on it at that time or it wasn't released and you were trying to do the like surprise drop. But I think that's so cool. Like that you guys are designing new era caps. Like I think that is freaking awesome. And it is through Still, I want to mention that, because Still yep. is a local yep. Canadian-Toronto company, ties to the sneaker community, Shaheen, long-time sneakerhead, he's been on my podcast, but that is definitely something worth noting. At some point, I thought I would maybe have my own hat, Sneaker Dad's hats. I've had a few releases. They may show up at the event. Who knows if the delivery comes in? You never know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but question is, question is, can I try it on, though? You will can. You, will you have I paper towels? Have paper towel. <laughs> no, I don't have paper Kev, you know your size. Are you seven? Uh, yeah, I'm a size seven, maybe seven and an eight, but generally, seven. yeah. Seven you're, generally. You're right. screwed. I didn't even order seven again. Sorry. I know. I next know. time, next time. That's when fine. You How told you have me. such a small head? That doesn't. What the fuck kind of question is that? I don't know. I thought I was supposed to pinpoint the reason. I don't know. I was born with a small head. What the fuck? Why do you have a size 10 and a half shoe? Like, you can't explain that shit. Hey. Ask Trev. He's bigger than me. Again, can't explain uh, yeah, that no, shit. I've... I I yeah I don't know maybe it's a curse that I have you know a small foot and also small head sorry I, be happy you won't buy too many fitteds because it's hard to get <laughs> size seven just like same as sneakers the really small and the really big sizes are hard to get yes yeah 
Yeah, no, for me, um, sorry, I, I have a shout out to, you know, I, I don't want to put it down on the podcast because I've had so much fun today, but I recently had to put down my other dog this past week. So I didn't mention that to anyone. It was really rough for my family. But yeah, no, I, I just, you know, we lost kicks earlier this year and uh, my other dog, Jordan, we put her down this uh, past week. So it's been tough uh, for me earlier and you know it's hard for me to talk about which is why i didn't you know really mention it to everybody but yeah no i just um was able to you know just enjoy the time that we did have with her and i know a lot I, i'm i think all of you guys have met her too so you know she was a great dog and you know she was a big part of our family so just thought i'd mention that to her and i know she's with her brother now and you know she's uh she's probably happy so sorry to hear that kev yeah no worries. I, I didn't mention it to anyone, but it's just mainly because I couldn't talk about it. So I didn't want to bring it up. And mm-hmm. you all know Jordan, you all knew kicks. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, they were just family. So yeah, losing a pet is very rough. Yeah. No, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Golly. No, no shout outs this week. All right. As yeah. we've been talking about in the whole episode, you can find us at Soul Exchange on Saturday, May 13th. We will be there from 12 to 7. It is at the Mississauga Convention Center. If you are there, please come say hi to us. We have an idea about who some of our listeners are, but we know that there's people listening who don't communicate with us or we haven't really met before. So please come and say hi to us. We're going to have giveaways, uh, us and John as well. So please come and enter and uh, chop it up with us for a little bit. We'll be walking around the show a little bit. So if you're there, please come say hi. We'd love to introduce ourselves to you. Uh, we met a bunch of people at the sneaker con for the first time. So we'd love to do the same thing at Soul Exchange. So if you're there, please come and say hi to us. Um, we'd love to meet you. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. If Trev or Richard Bray and Crocs, please step on their feet. I was gonna say, if it's long pant weather, do you still wear Crocs, or you guys because they're short, you're flexing so everyone could see them because you can't really see them in long pants, right? I mean, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Rhetorical question. I'm with Kali. Kali. Yeah, I can still tell when someone's ugly through a mask. Wearing Crocs isn't going to help anything. Uh all right, guys. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. And you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Kali, where can they find you? Find me on IG at the Hollywood Life. You can find Rich on the Vegas Strip or at Grail Status 13. <laughs> He'll probably be back next week at Omnis, so... Yeah. That's true. Just he, he took a week off from from being at Omnis to, to to go to the Vegas Strip. He he stopped by Urban Necessities. So I mean, you know, he traded Omnis for Urban Necessities for a week. You can find Juan somewhere in the air or at three two Juan. Message him about travel and kicks. Mainly Jordan ones, but everything's fair game. There you go. And, and John, where can they find you? And make sure to shout out your podcast if everyone hasn't heard about it as well. Yeah, heads ain't ready. Other account is Sneaker Dads, and that's the podcast. Thanks. Guys, as always, stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week.